the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a wonderful, beautiful sister that I'm just so grateful to know, to have met. I got to thank my husband, uh, Timothy Russell, for introducing me many, many years ago uh, to Ms. Darlene Sloan Hawkins, who is a human services professional with over 30 years of community service experience, um, which ranges from foster care to mental illness, um, really working with vulnerable members of our community, including pregnant teens, homeless, formerly incarcerated, and really bringing uh, forth a, um, a heart which wants to serve and to love with uh, and edify and uplift every person that she encounters. Um, I'm so grateful to know you, Darlene, and thank you to, uh, for sharing your story and your, your heart on this show. Thank you. Thank you, for Vanessa, for having me. This is exciting, and, uh, and I really love the work that you're doing, and so I think that we're perfectly aligned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember, you know, when we first met, my husband kept saying I'd say certain things, and he'd go, you need, to, you need to meet Darlene. You need to meet Darlene. And I said, okay, just introduce me. And, and it was at that time we met initially and then um, connected around a program that you were involved in called AC Hire. Yeah. And we were able to um, actually hire many girls, some of them survivors of human trafficking, some of domestic violence, some of homelessness that were part of CalWORKs um, getting uh, those young ladies uh, employed at our community store in Hayward. And, um, you know, it's so funny because there's all of these wonderful programs and, and people such as yourself that are doing wonderful work. And, and yet I, I was totally oblivious. I didn't know. So anyway, so that we had the opportunity to meet then and we, we just, haven't stopped running together since, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that's a really important program because that came out during um, Obama when they had the subsidized uh, programs because of so many people were out of work. And right. we're kind of entering into that again right now where you have a lot of people who are being displaced from employment. And, um, and it's really good that we have these types of subsidy programs to help get people back to work. Um, I remember uh, Tim, who was phenomenal, coming and speaking to our uh, job seekers and all of the energy and passion that he brought. And I think it's been, I think that was back in 2008, 2009, or, 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 you know, a long time ago. And I remember um, when you called about the AC hire program and us connecting and learning all about your, uh, the, the, the work that you do. I thought that that was phenomenal. I didn't really have a lot of attention directed to uh, human trafficking or understand how things have changed uh, for young people in the street. I I just really was oblivious to that. Um, So I learned a lot um, by visiting your shop and the thrift store and and looking at the work programs. And I thought that was phenomenal. But yeah, Yeah. so it's been a long journey. It it has been a long journey and it's been one of, you know, I think of awareness and education for me too. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't, you don't, 
realize sometimes that when you're sitting across the, the desk, um, talking to somebody who's on CalWORKs, uh, the, you know, that has small children at home, that they're being trafficked. You don't realize that. Um, but is is a reality um, that, you know, people who are on CalWORKs or CalFresh can be actively trafficked and, um, and providing them a sustainable job, which is what, you know, AC Hire was helping us to do, um, is actually helping them exit from a life of abuse and, uh, you know, and, and just challenge, right? Um, abuse and, and trauma and all that goes with it. I mean, it, you know, I, I've been out in, on international, you know, m- many times and um, in Oakland and, and talk to girls in the middle of the night, midnight, you know, come up and talk to some of the girls. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing with yourself? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm working, you know, I'm working full time at such and such a place. It's just I'm, I make minimum wage. So um, I can't, you know, I can't make mm-hmm. ends meet or they put my rent up. So I I got to figure something out or it's Christmas time and I got to get my money together so I can get my kids some gifts. And yeah. so I'm out here for the weekend. And, you know, it. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. So since we've met Darlene, um, have you, you know, have you had any aha moments um, relative to human trafficking and where you're like, oh, this is this is that thing that we talked about? Or is it is it was it always kind of? Yes. okay. Yes, absolutely. I um, so, you know, I've shared with you um, a little bit about my background. You know, I grew up in uh, foster care. I think I've been in foster care since I was uh, either two weeks or two months. I don't know what's true, but um, I was able to move in with a family um, that took me in eventually, became my godmother, became my uh, kindred family, and they are still my kindred family to this day for those who are still remaining. So I have a, a sister uh, who, who's every bit of my sister. Um, we have different parents, but we were raised together. We have similar experiences, and, um, and all of her nieces, or my nieces and nephews, um, and you know, and she has seven children. I only have one, um, one son, and the family is pretty big. So we have a lot of different foster uh, sisters and and family members, and and so many uh, people that come out of that, and so many experiences that come out of that. So I have a um, beautiful, beautiful niece, um, you know, who finally uh, came of age of human trafficking. I really did. I, I mm-hmm. thought that, you know, I didn't know about human trafficking before. Um, I, you know, I just know that there was a much older uh, person that had come into her life and I wanted to um, make sure that she was uh, knowledgeable and aware of, you know, what was going on in the streets, which meant I had to educate myself. I had to learn myself what was happening out there. Um, and I wanted to be able to, you know, protect her. Um, now, it, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems like it, it was not an issue of human trafficking per se in, in that case. But that was really the aha moment because I found out through looking for resources to get her into school um, so that she could complete her high school diploma, um, that there were situations where a person was actually, um, she was, taken from the street, just right off the street, you know, and I've, I've been on San Pablo too. I I've grown up in different parts and I've walked down San Pablo times that I should not have been there. And I was not a victim of human trafficking and I was not doing anything. I just uh, was, you know, in a place that I should not have been at the wrong time and um, never thought that someone could just take me off the street, could just kidnap me or drug right. me or any of those things. I was not aware of that until this time. Um, and this was maybe about, five years ago now or so um, that I encountered this experience with my niece and found out from this person that this young girl was taken uh, and the FBI had to go retrieve her. Um, It was some, I don't know, big gang type of situation. And they, um, and then she was kidnapped back. It's like a big deal. This is what was shared with me. And then there was another situation where, uh, someone that was known to me in one of the foster homes that I stayed in uh, here in Oakland when I was about 10 or 12. And she um, is from Oakland. And, you know, she didn't strike me as a person who would be vulnerable per se or anything like that. But she found herself being on a date, what she thought was a date. Mm. And 
uh, next thing you know, she was locked in the back of a, of a uh, vehicle in the trunk and they had taken her cell phone and some kind of way she found her way out of that situation where she could right. run away and get to a phone booth um, and get out of that situation. But before that, I just did not, I was not aware. I was not wow. aware that that was a situation for people or, uh, you know, and it really put a, some uh, a different perspective because I thought about myself growing up as a young woman, you know, yeah. as a teenager uh, in Oakland and being in these different areas uh, all mm-hmm. across Oakland mm-hmm. um, and sometimes by myself, walking by myself at different hours of night, you know, because of mm-hmm. whatever the stress factors were that were going on at home. Yeah. I could have just as easily had been a victim. So it's yes. a really, really good work that you're doing and, um, and the awareness that, you know, that needs to be brought to this, you know, to this situation so people know and we can be more proactive in, um, in helping people. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm so glad you pointed that out. We're we're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back. I want to dr- I want to dig a little bit more in, you know, just you and I former foster uh children. I think it's important for us to talk a little bit about the um vulnerability of foster children in particular um to human trafficking and I know that's part of the 30 years of service that you have been involved in and then having experienced it, you know, what it does to a person, how it makes you vulnerable. So we're going to come right back. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Darlene Sloan Hawkins, who is a human services professional. Again, over 30 years of uh, community service experience. Um, reaching out and serving the most vulnerable, high-risk populations in the Bay Area, and um, and you know we're going to talk a little bit about um, her focus, Darlene's focus on diversity and inclusion, and specifically around the IT industry in an upcoming segment. But for a moment, I'd like to step back into something you shared in the last segment about being a former foster child, and um, you know I you know I too was in the foster care system as a baby. Uh, for a couple of months. And, um, and then, you know, when I was reunited with my mom, we, we moved from Florida here to uh, San Francisco Bay area and lived in poverty for most of my childhood. Um, and, you know, the thing is, you know, as you said, you know, some of the things you talked about walking around in the worst neighborhoods, being around things, you didn't even realize you were around and see, the thing is that people don't really get like, well, why would you be doing that? Why would you be doing? Why would you be walking? You must you must want to get into something. Well, unfortunately, when you don't have parents that are guiding you and warning you and reaching out for you, not not placing blame on parents, but parents are addicted. Parents are working three jobs. Parents are uh, maybe in a domestic violence situation and totally um, disoriented and mentally unavailable and emotionally unavailable to their children. And this usually is the beginning of foster care, right? It is the beginning. It's what, it's what the beginning looks like in the family dynamic. And then after a while, the child is wandering around in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night. Why? Because mom's passed out. 
mom's with her dude, mom's, you know, mom's working a, a, a midnight shift. Mm-hmm. And so you're out kicking it with your friends. Is that what you were doing, Darlene? I, I'm just trying to understand why were you yeah. out in the middle of the night? Yes, it's, it's, it's just, you know, sometimes you have parents, they don't have to be addicted or they could be, they have their own lives that they're living. Um, and when you're in a certain social economic, um, you know, bubble, if you will, um, sometimes things are not as easy as, you know, that others might experience. So, um, you know, the financial hardships um, cause stress and stress um, results in conflict. And um, so sometimes parents are just busy surviving themselves if you have a parent. So, right. you know, uh, in my case, uh, I didn't have to be responsible for, for other children. Once I moved to the Oakland, you know, area, uh, my sister that I referenced earlier was still um, in my hometown. Um, but once I came out here, it was just me. And and then my father did all that he could to get regain custody of me from Alameda County. Um, when I was 12 years old, it was made official. And, you know, he was still trying to uh, do everything by himself. There's not a lot of support for single dads. And he was, he was trying to do all that he could without any help. Um, and so... Yes, I was trying to, you know, still live the life that a that an adolescent would live. I was trying to get away. I was trying to um, to have, you know, what I thought was was fun, better than sitting in this place depressed, right? Um, you know, we had to be relocated. We were evicted. Um, I remember once coming home, and it was very um, hard. Um, and all of our stuff was was on a, on the corner because my my dad was trying to. Um, salvage our stuff before we had to move from there. And so pretty much I moved, uh, once I, I did reconnect uh, with my dad every year or two or so. Um, so it was just a matter of, of stress and, and financial hardship and, and those things. But, but with that, we also had good times too. Um, I, even though I was out and I might've had to go to the hospital or catch the bus on my own. And I lived in East Oakland and I would travel all the way to school in North Oakland, mm-hmm. or I would uh, go to the uh, children's cl- the teen clinic all the way in North Oakland. So mm-hmm. that's like two or three bus rides. I think it was mm-hmm. two bus rides, long bus rides. Mm-hmm. And so you meet people along the way. I lived in an area where it was very violent. Um, and so, you know, you walk across, you walk down, um, you know, where there's a lot of people who are, who are uh, dealing dope and, and things like that. And you learn how to get along with people. You learn how to engage with people. And you learn how to uh, recognize that people are people, no matter where you go. It doesn't matter where you go. They're, they're people and they want something better for, them, for themselves, um, but they may not know how to get it. They may not know how to do it. That's why they're on the corner. That's mm-hmm. why they're in the street. That's why you have um, prostitution. You know, that's why you have drug dealing. People are looking for a way to, and maybe the only way that they know how. Um, yeah. I looked at that and I said, you know, I looked out my, my window and I saw a woman and she was kind of like me. She was a, a light-skinned woman, and but she had this baby here. She looked too old to have this baby here <laughs> around her face. And she was on the corner and I realized that she was selling herself or someone mm-hmm. was selling her. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision. It was that point. It was a, it was a, everybody has a, a crossroad. Mm-hmm. And this was my crossroad. I was about 17 years old. And I knew the life that I was, that I was exposed to that I was in, which wasn't all that because you know we my dad exposed me and and the best that he could to uh you know to positive things in life but it was a crossroad where I knew that I needed to make a choice for myself which direction am I going to go am I going to go in the direction that, that I see this lady here on the corner or uh are there some other ways that I can make money for myself can I go to college can I um can I go to the Air Force if, if, if there's no other option for me? You know, can I go work at McDonald's until I can do better? And, um, and I made a decision. It was a crossroad um, where I made a decision. But, yes, I, I often made bad choices by, um, because of the stress of my household and trying to get away from those circumstances and, uh, and going into um, situations and being around people that 
I might not have otherwise uh, associated myself with if it weren't due to my circumstances. So that's a very valid point that you make there. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's funny you were making me think about my crossroad. I was sitting in a, I was with the boyfriend and I was sitting in a crack house and there was a girl there and she was, she was 14, I was 16. And uh, we were, I was spending the night there and he, it, it was his cousin's house and um, she was there being trafficked, but I didn't know that. I just know that, you know, I didn't know the people in these, you know, when you're in these situations, you don't know what people are doing. Like, I'm sure when you saw her with her hair, you know, with that baby hair and everything, you're just like, what is she doing? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, she, you know, she's out here, but like, you don't really know how it's going down. But I knew like, I knew that every couple of hours, that girl would have to go out on the front porch with Mm -hmm. when a dude would come and, you know, and basically buy her from the, from the guys who were my boyfriend's cousin, they would buy her and she would have to go out on the porch with some dude. And, you know, and she was only 14. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, the only reason why I wasn't out there was because my boyfriend was very possessive with me. And he was like, I'm not letting nobody touch her. But that was, you know, I mean, I was aware, but I wasn't aware. I I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you can't expect teens, you know, on one hand, you can't say, oh, these are kids. You know, they don't have they can't um, consent and they don't have the brain development to understand certain things. And then on another hand, um, when they do, you know, uh, certain things kind of blame them and say, oh, you you look what you did. Like it, they don't know what you know, you, yeah. as a teen, we don't fully appreciate what we're looking at. So, uh, and yeah. so th- your, your environment is what really can heavily influence. So I, I'm so glad you pointed up on some of those things. So when, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how we're trying to change the environment and trying to change the landscape for some of these inner city, underserved, underprivileged um, individuals that, um, that we see have so much Uh, to offer the world if they would only get the opportunity when we come back we are going to talk more about that and thanks for listening to love never fails radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors this is dr meluna fausch I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are just having a great discussion about the vulnerability of our community members and how we can better serve them. I'm here with Darlene Sloan Hawkins, who is a human services professional for over 30 years. She's been doing this work, working with parenting teens and homeless and formerly incarcerated with the uh, and others as a service of love with a personal mission to edify and uplift every person she encounters. And so we have just been talking about our own experiences. And one of the things that, you know, I often think about, uh, you know, during the break, we're just talking about how, you know, how, um, you know, God just allowed us to get right up on the thing and see the thing up close and personal. But in some instances, you know, I've, I personally have experienced a great deal of abuse, but I've not been trafficked. And I always wonder about that, you know, like the Lord allowed me to lean in where I was, you know, I was being groomed by a trafficker at one point, but it never actually happened. And, and, and then I just told you the story about being in the house with that young lady. That's a different situation with that young lady who was being trafficked and it didn't happen. And it's like, why did God let me 
experience these things and, and, but it didn't, you know, it didn't happen. I'll never know. But what I do know is I'm so grateful that um, I still have my mind, my right mind to be able to be of help and relevant, culturally relevant things to say. Cause I, 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 you know, I've been right there in that trap house and, you know, uh, on that street where that gunshot happened and, you know, and so on. And, and so, and I, and I think Darlene, you know, you, you could say the same, right. And, and there's something about that that is powerful. Yeah. How do you reflect on that? How do you, how do you um, feel about that? Um, that you've been right up on it, but it hasn't happened to you. I just glorify God and, um, and all of my work. You know, it took me many years to realize that I am called to service. I am a public servant and to be okay with that. I thought I was going to be Sloan Enterprise and, you know, run my big business and, you know, entrepreneur all the way. And, you know, not realize, I always knew that I wanted to be of service to the community. I knew that when I was 17 years old. I knew it didn't pay any money. So I knew I was going to need some money on the side. So I probably need to do some real estate. <laughs> and I, it's, you know, and I'm getting closer to what God has, has, has crafted me to do. And that is to create care homes and workforce development housing to help serve people who have um, experiences like my own and, 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 and worse um, to be able to transition from point A to point B where they can um, feel empowered and, and really understand the glory of God, because that is what protected me. It was the glory of God, you know, the, the hand over me. Um, you know, I've witnessed, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, I, I look out and there's two young men and, and they're just laying there with blood coming out of their head, you know, and... Um, and just the, the, the back and forth gunfire, fire, you know, in the neighborhood. And, you know, I spent many days, you know, the safest place was in my, um, uh, in the bathroom inside the bathtub because of the protected wall. So that was my safe place, um, for a while. Um, you know, d- during some of those, those times. And, you know, there's many incidents, um, you know, and, and, and everybody, you know, has a different story. But I always felt cared for. I always knew that God was with me through all of this. And Mm -hmm. God's hand was on me through all of this. You know, God was my protector. And, you know, and I just encourage young people today, um, you know, to find their inner strength, you know, to find, you know, a spiritual connection and really build that um, because it can carry you through so much of the hardship that you experience in this life Um, and the things that people, you know, may do to you. I've been in situations too. I wasn't in a, uh, in a, well, I have been in a um, different kind of houses, but uh, it was a hotel room once I had gotten into a a, a argument at home and actually was waterboarded because I was running my mouth too much. <laughs> and um and so my you know um you know sometimes when you talk back to your parents you know they can only take so much right <laughs> and um and so I I left that I left and I instead of just working things out and maybe being quiet and, and showing some respect I, I left mm. and instead of going and staying at my girlfriend's house I, I decided to go meet up with um someone Mm. And, um, and that someone I had known for a couple of years, uh, but they, uh, invited someone else into the place that we were mm. and, and they had a gun mm. Mm. <laughs> and the situation did not look good. Mm-hmm. And it was only by the grace of good. So they were setting up something, you know, right. they, they had some arrangement yeah. and, uh, and apparently I was a part of it. And wow. I just, um, I, you know, I've, I always had sort of a strong attitude, but, mm. um, but it was really God's hand and grace that got me out of that situation. And, you know, and I was able to get out of that unharmed, untouched. Um, but, and this was actually, it was grad night. So all the people in my high school were, were on grad night. I couldn't afford to go. And, mm. um, and it was just, um, it's just, you know, I just praise God that, that I was able to be brought out of that and so many other situations you can mm. have exposures but you know you sometimes it does not impact you and 
So, or you have an opportunity and you have to take that opportunity. I had the opportunity to leave. I took that opportunity and I left on my own. You know, I didn't need yes. a ride. I didn't need anybody to do anything. I, I'm, I'm leaving this situation. If I can get out of here safely, I'm leaving. And I'm not going to put myself in that situation again. Mm. That's the thing. Learning from your experiences, learning from the things that you've done and how to move forward. And so mm. this is why I have such a passion uh, for helping others. And I'm not judgmental toward anyone. I can't judge anybody. I've been, yeah. I've, I've experienced a lot of things myself. I've been in a lot of situations. Um, although I might not have, um, been a partaker of everything. I've been in the environment and I can be a judger of no one. Mm. I have to love on people. The message is love. We have to love on everybody. They have to develop their own personal relationship. And, and our job as advocates, as uh, public servants, is to just spread love, find out how can I help you to get from where you are now to where you're trying to go. I might not have all the answers, but mm. maybe I can connect you, you know, yeah. with Vanessa and Love Never Fails. Right. You know, maybe I can connect you um, to a, a training program or a job. Maybe you need a job right now mm-hmm. because, you know, you need to feed your, your babies and you don't yeah. want to go put yourself out there on the street in order to and compromise yourself to feed them. Yeah. Then let's get you a job now while we work on your five year career plan. You know, yes. and where, you, where you're trying to go, right? That's right. Let's, let's put things in perspective and let's love on you and encourage you and, and help you to feel strengthened, you know, as a woman or as a man. Yes. Uh, because we have single dogs out there, too. We, we focus so much on women, but there, there are young men out there that are suffering. Or they're, or they're not even parents. They're just young men trying to find their way. And they yeah. don't know, you know, where do they go to find that support? Well, we have programs. We have individuals. You know, I was so excited to meet, you know, to meet and to learn about you and to meet all the people with the East Bay Interagency Training Council. Yeah. Phenomenal, brilliant minds who have experiences like I've yeah. had. I would have never known. People go through things, but yes. you don't know what they've been through. You don't know their story. You don't know where they are right now. Yes. But people are going through things and they're able to make it out of that. And they're able to make six plus figure income. They're able to, or even if they're not making a six plus figure income, they're able to live a comfortable lifestyle without sacrificing and and just taking pieces and chunks of themselves away emotionally, you know, physically being yes. beaten, you know, they're going through. There is another way. That's right. There is another and I'm a witness to that. I am su- I am a witness, right? There is another way. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about E-B, E-B- I always say E-B-A-T-C, <laughs> but it's E-B-I-A-T-C, um, yes. which is a, uh, a a coalition, if you will, of, of individuals, of organizations that have come together um, and because we share a heart um, that, that wants to do this, that wants to provide these other opportunities. So in our next segment, that's what we're going to focus on is these other opportunities. How we how do we, you know, go from that everything we just talked about to providing um, some sustainable uh, and uh, opportunities that provide a, a legacy of safety to families, a legacy of of of. Um, Really, for me, I mean, I, I can't. I'm so grateful, like you. Um, you, you, you know, God help me, and I'm going to help the next person. And I fully believe that everybody that we equip is going to do the same. And what a better world it'll be um, as we continue to invest in the next set of folks that are coming behind us. So when we come back, that's what we're going to talk about. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We've been having a wonderful time talking with Darlene Sloan-Hawkins, again, a human services professional with over 30 years of community service experience here in the Bay Area. And, you know, we were, we were just talking about um, these, you know, near-death circumstances, these, I mean, even even if we were right up on the thing and didn't experience it, it still was traumatic. It's traumatic to see people get hurt. It's traumatic to know uh, that you were almost raped or you were almost killed. Uh, you know, you didn't, it doesn't actually have to happen for you to be traumatized. And yet, you know, hashtag, but God has been uh, working in uh, in our lives. And, and, and we want to use that you know, second chance, if you want to call it that, or the fact that we still have our right mind to be a blessing to people in the community. And one of the ways that we're doing that is by joining together, joining forces across multiple agencies to form a, uh, a collaborative called EBIATC. And, um, and that uh, collaborative, it really has brought together the brightest minds and the most innovative programs in the Bay Area to create an IT focused specifically around cybersecurity. Although I don't, you know, that's not the only thing. There's a there's a project management um, pathway. There's a, a networking help desk pathway. There's a cybersecurity pathway. Um, there's even other pathways um, that we have going with um, other. Uh, agencies that are included that maybe people get into, as you mentioned, Darlene, uh, preliminarily getting into just a job just to keep the lights on while you're working on this career um, education and career opportunities. And, you know, some of the agencies I, I'd like to, you know, kind of defer to you to uh, talk about the agencies that are involved in this and some of the progress. What have we been working on here in 2000? You know, 2020 has been rough, but we've been making we, we have not let it stop us. Right. Right. So, exactly. So, so exactly. Tell, tell us about what we're doing with EBIATC. Yeah, so the East Bay Interagency Training Council was a name actually given um, by one of our industry uh, partners, um, Mr. Jim Cates, and he um, has been very instrumental um, with, you know, with this whole partnership, as has every person that has sat at the table since January. We first met um, at an event uh, that Sugar Tea had, and happy birthday and shout out to her. Um, um, and so this was uh, at the Work It uh, Festival um, last December, I believe it was. And I met uh, Jam and Derek there. And uh, Derek was with Intercity Services, a board member. And, um, and then uh, Jam, uh, he's worked in a number of different uh, capacities, uh, CISO and uh, at IBM. And just uh, this beautiful energy, beautiful spirit. And I just mm. knew that I had to introduce them to Vanessa. <laughs> and yes. I had learned by then about the IT biz and... Um, and all of the, the phenomenal work that you're doing in the community to help people learn um, about this pathway. This is one of the uh, top 10 growing uh, industries. And cybersecurity is, is even growing even more now that we're in this pandemic. Because uh, small businesses to large businesses, everybody, uh, whether you're just an individual or um or, you know, you're, you're running your operations, you need to be able to protect your data. Well, yes. I never even knew what cybersecurity was. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And so, um, so when I met them, I wanted to just simply introduce 
all the people that I knew. I, I thought that they had such great energy and such great passion to serve the community, you know, to bring in more people who looked like them into, you know, this, uh, this world of IT. Right. And so the diversity uh, inclusion aspect uh, is one of the areas that really caught my attention, especially since I work for social services and, and you know, reaching out into the community, uh, the most vulnerable populations. I wanted to be able to find um, pathways that are going to lead to sustainable employment. And so I had met um, someone uh, within uh, Alameda County Office of Education who, um, you know, with a, a program called Alignment Bay Area and Engage A Team, they focus on opportunity youth. And mm -hmm. so with the same uh, concept of helping to bridge theme uh, opportunities, you know, jobs uh, with the young people, you know, 16 to 25 years old, who, you know, needed sustainable incomes because this is a high cost area. You can't live here and, and, and let alone support a family of $14, $15 an hour. So, um, you know, so what can we do to help people to get the training? Um, to first off, learn what is cybersecurity or what, you know, what are the IT pathways that are available? What are the job possibilities? And guess what? You don't have to be a science nerd. You don't have to be a math whiz. Who knew? If you know how to work your smartphone, mm -hmm. you're probably a candidate for yeah. the program. Yeah. So it, it, it was just phenomenal. So I just wanted to bring all these brilliant minds together. And so, and everybody agreed <laughs> to meet right. at first meeting in January of this year. And everyone from that point agreed that they wanted to continue to meet. And so since then, we've involved um, uh, other organizations um, like Right Varsity, um, which you know is a phenomenal program that has the apprenticeship um, licensing. And we're looking at how we create apprenticeships. We've uh, just recently uh, worked with a hacker one who was uh, working with uh, Google um, to host a uh, community day at Merritt uh, College. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, you have this unique program at, at Merritt College, um, where they are, um, are, they have people from the industry actually teaching classes. Mm -hmm. And so what our group does is we make sure that the people that come through our group, that we're able to support them, we're able to do a warm handoff and make sure that they're getting access to all the tools and resources that they need to be successful and to get the training and take advantage of internships and uh, certification programs and mentorships and, you know, free laptop giveaways or whatever it is, we want to make sure that you are able to be successful. And for me to, to, to really understand and grasp all of this myself, I needed to fully emerge myself to learn more about the world of IT and cybersecurity so that I can help other workforce development professionals so that I can have an understanding when I reach out to employers to identify what their needs are and see how we can help support them in meeting their uh, talent needs and, uh, and working with um, the, our organizational partners. So, you know, it's, it's been a wonderful journey and uh, our last meeting of the year, um, we just had in the earlier part of December, I wasn't really sure. I was like, is there, you know, did everybody find value in this? You know, are, are we able to move forward? You know, we have our employer partners. We have our, uh, our uh, nonprofit training partners and we have um, our workforce partners. You know, we have our, our schools, our local education agency partners. You know, is it, was it worth their time? You know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and everybody was like, Hey, I, I, when's our next meeting? I'm ready to move forward. So we're doing a great work. I'm looking forward to, um, to building uh, this opportunity to get more people um, involved and, uh, and create training opportunities and pathways and apprenticeships um, for the people that are going through these programs. And we've had some people from CalWorks. Um, who benefited from the program. We've had uh, all kinds of people, you know, uh, yeah. just career changers, everybody that have signed up. They've completed the, um, the uh, form, the assessment form, which is the initial 
uh, path to get started. And um, it has been phenomenal. And anybody who is a, a community partner or an employer, um, and you, you know, they're interested and they want to be able to contribute to this cause or learn more about it. Um, they're able to reach out by email um, to, to myself or to Vanessa, and we will, um, you know, make sure that um, that you get connected and, and that we identify what your needs are and see how to support that. Um, so it's, it's a great it's a great run. It's been fantastic. <laughs> it has. And, you know, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and tell you um, once again how you can invite your community to um, uh, get involved with a receive an online assessment to get started in this process. And and I'll say it now. It's tiny URL dot com. So that's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com forward slash E-B-I-A-T-C. And that's H-T-T-P-S. Com, uh, colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash e-b-i-a-t-c um, we're going to say that again in our next segment we'll be right back just telling you some ways you can get involved with us and thanks so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Thank you so much for being on the show, Darlene. I appreciate you so much. Love you. Thank you for having me. This has been fantastic. I just, you know, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, we want to encourage you again. We're, we've spent the last year developing uh, the program. Um, we've got various entrance points. We have an online assessment, which then pops into sort of like a pre-apprenticeship program. And, a, and that's you could either go through IT biz, um, which is Love Never Fails pre-apprenticeship, or there are other options, other providers that are doing pre-apprenticeship for other pathways. So just come in to the do your assessment. And then you come through um, your, your, you know, your pre-classes, if you will, where we're getting you ready for a certificate. Uh, level program um, is taught by industry standards at Merit and uh, beautiful um, uh, exposure, mentorships, um, wraparound services. And you have about um, there's at least nine agencies that are involved at this time that are working to help our communities underserved and under resourced um, diverse candidates make it through um, and be and obtain these sustainable careers in IT. And so, and again, you don't have to be a, a data scientist to, to get through. Of course, data scientists are the top, top demand. So if you're a data scientist, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But if you are interested in tech, but maybe you're more of a project manager, there is a huge market for technical project managers, people who, um, you know, uh, who are interested in that pathway. And uh, we personally take people through Agile Scrum Master um, to become certified in that way. Uh, there is a, a there's a robust program at Merit that we would hand off to to really carve your way into a position. I, I looked on Indeed and a couple of these other um, job sites that, you know, the, the salary is seventy five, eighty thousand dollars a year for those positions starting. Um, you know, and the and the help desk positions, they're around 60, 70,000 starting and they go up from there. And so and that, that would be the networking pathway. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. So please 
go to tinyurl.com and that's HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com and uh, forward slash E-B-I-A-T-C. And there you will find the online assessment so you can get started. So I'm so grateful to have this time with Darlene. You heard it. You heard the way it's laid out. You heard why this is so important. Um, Please continue to support the work that we're doing. And um, I want to just ask you to um, take a look at our events page at loveneverfailsus.com. I'm going to be sitting on a panel for fair market housing on January the 12th. I'm also going to be a keynote speaker at um, a uh, networking academy platform um, uh, on the, I want to say the 7th. I'm sorry, I'm going to be on the 8th, but the 7th and the 8th is when that is happening. W-A-T-C-T-S-C has a forum uh, of Network Academy um, providers and talks all about workforce development, all about um, tech, and um, certainly something you want to attend if you have any interest in in this field um, and you are an educator, you want to attend that. So I'll be speaking there on the 8th at nine in the morning. And then, um, you know, just a variety of other uh, things going on in January that I encourage you to participate in. January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So um, you're going to see a lot of awareness. We have an event, a, a dance event on the 23rd of January. It's a free event. Uh, sponsored by the city of Hayward called Healing in the Dance. We encourage you to come if you're a survivor that needs healing. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of go, a lot going on. Please uh, support us um, at this time. If this is uh, um, a, a, a time where you can give financially, we would certainly appreciate any support you can lend to us at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. All right. Well, that is it. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your year. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to you and happy new year. And we will see you soon. And if you haven't heard it before, you need to hear it again. Remember, you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your heart.